Okay, today we come to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. This is a, a wonderful chapter where Paul talks about the, the beauty and the goodness of the new covenant in Jesus Christ. He, he talks about how much better the new covenant based on the finished work of Christ is than the old covenant that was based on the law given to Moses. Uh, the law, Paul's going to say, was powerless to produce any change in us, whereas the new covenant promises have power to transform us, as he puts in verse 18, from one degree of glory to another. It's one of my favorite passages in the New Testament. We can't examine in, in full detail everything worthy of examination here, but let's just take a, a couple of noteworthy items in it. Let's think first about where he says the letter kills and the spirit gives life. He begins the chapter with a comparison, like I said, of the old covenant uh, of the Mosaic law to the new covenant through the saving work of Jesus. He locates the main difference between these two covenants in the power that each one has to do uh, uh, the saving work in the, in the heart of the sinner. He notes in verse 3 that the old covenant was written on tablets of stone, that is the Ten Commandments, while the new covenant is now written on tablets of human hearts. That is by the Holy Spirit of God. The old covenant could not do anything within us, which is precisely what the new covenant is able to do. And, and it's for this very reason that Paul says that the letter, meaning the, the Old Testament law, kills, but the spirit gives life. Verse 6. It, it's not that the law in itself is bad. On, you know, on the contrary, Paul elsewhere, in, like in 1 Timothy 1.8, he, he says explicitly the law is good. In saying that, he's simply agreeing with David who said in, in Psalm 19, the law of the Lord is perfect. And, and the, the, the psalmist in Psalm 119 who, 119 who said that the law of God is true and righteous forever. That's in verses 142 and 144. That's a long psalm. <laughs> but if it's good and perfect and true and righteous forever, what's wrong with it? Back in Romans 8, you might recall, Paul said the problem is actually not with the law, but with us. And the law can't reach inside of us to change us. It can tell us what is right and true and, and righteous and perfect. It can tell us what is, but it can't make our heart desire it and love it and do it. So the best that the law could do was just lay out for us what is right and what is wrong, along with the blessing for doing right and the curses for doing wrong. Hence, the letter kills because we are unable to keep the law perfectly due to our sin and receive that reward. We only, we only achieve the curses because of our disobedience. So the law simply reveals to us what is our just condemnation. But Paul is here showing that God, in his mercy, did not leave us entangled uh, and, and condemned in that old covenant. Paul is showing that just as surely as the letter kills, it is also true that the Spirit gives life. God made a new covenant through Jesus with all who would ever repent and believe in him. This, this new covenant is, is uh, as the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah put it in Jeremiah 31, 32, this new covenant is not like the old covenant of law through Moses. Instead, it's, it's one in which God himself would bear the punishment for sin that we deserve and promises in Jeremiah 31, I will forgive their iniquity. And I will remember their sin no more. And not only that, but in the prophet Ezekiel, God promises in the new covenant to put my spirit within you, something the old covenant law was unable to do. And he said in Ezekiel 36, 27, when I put my spirit in you, I will cause you to walk in my statutes. Also something that the old covenant law was unable to do. Among other things, the old covenant shows us our sin 
and the new covenant shows us our Savior. One kills, the other saves. What a what a an encouraging thing to think about uh, at the beginning of this day. And and the second thing I'd, I'd point out here it has to do with sanctification. At the very end of the chapter, Paul lays out the basic process of sanctification. Uh, that is, sanctification is growing in the knowledge of and obedience in the Christian faith. Uh, he says in verse 18, and we've talked about this verse before, but it bears a quick reminder. He says in verse 18, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. A few quick points about this verse. First, we know it refers to what we call sanctification because it, it talks about a, a Christian's being transformed from one degree of glory to another. That's sanctification. As opposed to justification, which happens in a moment, in an instant. Second, Paul talks about how this takes place in that verse. Namely, by beholding the glory of the Lord. Now, how do we do that? How, where can we behold the glory of of the Lord in his creation yeah scripture says that the heavens declare the glory of God but there's another far more thorough place to behold his glory and the answer is in in the Bible you behold the glory of the Lord through the word of God about himself not coincidentally this is how Jesus himself prayed in John 17 that we would be sanctified John 17 17 Lord Father sanctify them by the truth your word is truth thirdly and finally paul says this comes from the lord who is the spirit i mean just reading your bible alone won't make you holy but if you prayerfully come to the word each day seeking god's help asking for god's help praying for it to be holy like christ he then by his spirit will work through the word into you to make you holy over time it comes from the Lord, so there it is. You, your Bible, and the Holy Spirit, and the church around you, producing in you not only the knowledge of your faith, but the obedience of faith as your lifestyle increasingly mirrors Jesus. Those are just a few thoughts, a couple of thoughts, from Second Corinthians chapter 3.